this is the Catalyst Podcast, Food for the Journey. Episode 6, how to set things up so you can't get them wrong. Hi, I'm Michael. Welcome back to the Catalyst Podcast. So thank you so much to all the people who've been leaving reviews and comments on the podcast telling me how much you've been loving it. Really means a lot. Thank you. Um, the things that people have been saying really, really has warmed my heart and it's so great to know that these podcasts are helping you, you're enjoying them, that you find them inspiring, all the different things you've been doing. I've been hearing walking dogs, cooking, just sitting, listening in the car. It's really, really cool. So thank you so much. So this phrase is potentially life-changing. It's a serious game changer. Now, unfortunately, I can't remember where I found this phrase. I found it this year. I read it or heard it somewhere. So if you can find out where this comes from, please let me know because it's absolutely brilliant. So is this you right now? You're trying your best and you're trying to get things right, hopefully, as you know, often as you can. You've got high standards. You're doing your best in your business, in your relationships. You're really giving it a go. But things are still going wrong and a lot of it is not your fault, right? A lot of it is down to other people. There might be all sorts of things related to COVID. People are off sick. There's problems with supply chains. And, you know, things are going wrong despite your best interests and your efforts. And it's like, how, how do you actually handle that? Because if you're trying to get it right all the time and it's not going right all the time, you're going to be in pain, aren't you? It's going to suck. <laughs> I've definitely been there. I remember my days as a teacher. I was trying to get it right all the time, trying to be this outstanding teacher all the time. And it's exhausting. It really was. Now, I'm not saying for any moment that we should drop our standards and try not to get things right. But this phrase really helped me to add depth to what I was doing and the work I've been doing in my business to help other people with what about is there a better way you can approach things rather than trying to get it right all the time. So this is the phrase. Don't try and get it so that you get everything right all the time. Set things up so you can't get them wrong. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go into this phrase a bit. We're gonna look at some of the benefits you can get from it, and then I'm gonna suggest three different ways you can apply it, three ways I apply it, three ways that my clients apply it in different ways to, to help you to make this real, because I don't know about you, but phrases are great, but they're just a starting point, aren't they? You know, if a phrase inspires you, motivates you, great, but what about two hours later? Whereas if a phrase motivates you, inspires you, and it gets you off thinking in a different way, then you can take that baton and run with it, can't you? And that's the way I like to use these motivational phrases. And these, the more the motivational phrases, they're, they're different ways of thinking. I mean, I think that's why Shakespeare was incredible. You look at all the phrases Shakespeare came up with. He was able to change the way people think about things in just a phrase. It's incredible. So the first thing is, if you're trying to get things right all the time, then you will base your sense of self on getting things right all the time. You hear people, you might be one of these people, high flyers, high achievers, right? Trying to get things right. And when they go things right, you feel really good about yourself and you feel really good about your business and your team. But what about when they go things wrong? And this is what I'm trying to suggest is a lot of what's going wrong for people right now is not your own fault. It's nothing to do with you. You're just a link in a chain and something random happens and you have to deal with it, right? What I'd suggest this phrase helps us to do instead is to focus more on our ability to generate solutions. And I remember when I first started in business, someone saying to me, you know, what problems are you solving? And I remember thinking, that's a really crass way of thinking about it. And there's more to life than just solving problems. But now I understand, I truly understand that in business, we're always problem solving. Our ability to generate solutions for people is one of the most important things 
that we can do. Otherwise, we're just a bunch of products and services. Much more useful is the ability to generate solutions rather than have solutions. You understand the difference? Not just I've got this, it's more I can do what's necessary for multiple different situations. And that's what this is. It's a shift from trying to get it right to thinking, how, how can I not get it wrong? Surely that means it's it's impossible to get it wrong. I mean, what does that mean? Right, so let's, let's look at this. When I've been doing this, I'd say I've been using this phrase properly in different ways, but I'd say for at least six months, I felt more relaxed, I felt calmer, and I've actually been able to generate better results. No joke, seriously have. Because it's not that I'm not trying to get it right, it's that I'm trying to set things up so that it goes beyond getting things right or wrong. Because getting things right or wrong sometimes is very, very important. right? If you're going for surgery, you want that surgeon to get it right. But there are many, many, many gray areas, especially at the moment, where, say for example, a client knows you've got good intentions towards them and you set everything up. But there's still a problem. They're going to be more understanding, aren't they? Than if you have no relationship with them and they just expect to get it right first time. Okay. So there's three different ways that I'd suggest that you can apply this phrase and make it real in your life. The first one is this, and this is definitely a game changer. This this was a game changer for me about what three years ago, three or four years ago. So it's this one. So how do you go from trying to get it right all the time to not getting it wrong? First way is to focus on processes over performance. That's a big difference. The processes, the things you do, the way you set things up, and then your performance is what you actually do. So I'm gonna give you two examples. One from fitness, because I'm really into fitness and health and well-being, and it's a very vital part of, of what I do, hopefully for you guys as well, and also from business. So my background in fitness is multifaceted. I've done all sorts, done jiu-jitsu, yoga, running, marathons, ultramarathons, uh, bodybuilding, CrossFit, I've done all football, I've tried various different things. And you will see a lot and you will hear a lot all about results. We can guarantee these results, these 12-week transformations. Results are great, right? There's nothing wrong with achieving results, getting results in sport, dropping body fat, building muscle, building confidence, creating communities around health and fitness. These are all great results. But there comes a point where if you're trying to make fitness part of your life daily, regularly of a long period of time always just trying to get it right all the time every workout every meal that can be exhausting over a long period of time it really can what if you get ill what if you break your leg you know you can't deal with that in my experience if you're basing who you are on the performance of getting it right all the time whereas you shift it to saying well how can I not get it wrong well that means I set up processes so that no matter what's going on I will I'll be making gains you know so for example processes for me now involve working out right some form of cardio lifting good nutrition good rest good stress management and having a coach or a team around me that can support and develop me and challenge me now there are five processes that i've set up and how i do those five different processes vary so last year i was training for an ultra marathon so i did a different type of training you know now i'm trying to do different things but the point is it's a process that process can be repeated. I can't really get things wrong as long as I'm sticking to those five areas. If I focus too much on my performance, well, I will get it wrong and I'll start to feel bad about myself. And have you ever had that? You think I'm capable of more and if it wasn't for this, I'd be doing that. Whereas actually the process is longer term will give you better results and you can separate it. So another way you can think about your fitness so you can't get it wrong is 
set up the process of, say, going to the gym three times a week, right, or working out three times a week, any performance is a bonus. So you go to lift, if you get a PB, it's a bonus. But it's not about that. In my experience, that will make you feel more motivated long-term to be able to keep up these processes. Anybody who's got any degrees or any qualifications, there's anything about health and fitness will tell you it's getting the processes right long-term rather than just going on how you feel in the short term. Because if you go on performance and try and get it right all the time, sometimes you'll absolutely smash it. And other times you will massively underperform. Again, it might not be your fault. It might just be how you're feeling on that day. But over a long time, if you charted that, you're not going to get the better results compared to time you do the processes. If you're really into health and fitness, check out Matt Fraser, CrossFit champion, I think five years in a row. And he said the only reason he got so good was he was willing to do the things that other people weren't over a period of time. In other words, he had those processes. He set them up so he just couldn't get it wrong. All he had to do was follow the plan and he would get the results. And he did, you know, incredible example. In terms of business, I had a conversation recently. Somebody said, well, how do you go about approaching business? And I said, well, again, applying this phrase in terms of a process is giving value before you ask. It's as simple as that. Someone was saying to me, well, how do I get clients? How do I get them to come to me? I was like, don't, you know, go to them, give them stuff. Brilliant example by Gary Vee, I think it was person said, give me some money. He said, okay, I respect you. You've asked for some money. You've got courage and bravery. I admit that, but what am I going to get for my money? And the guy didn't even thought of that because he was focused on getting the money rather than giving the value. So in terms of a process, if you're always trying to give, you'll find ways to do that. You can't really get that wrong. This phrase is funny because in a way it sounds so simple. You think, yeah, yeah, but it's actually deep as anything. You go away and really think about this one, let it permeate over the next couple of weeks. It could change your whole thinking. It definitely affected mine. So that's the first thing, thinking about process over performance in terms of fitness, setting up the processes. So no matter how you're feeling, you can't get it wrong. And in terms of business, another guiding process principle is just focus on giving. As simple as that. You give more value, you know, it's just a simple one. The second one is to really spend some time. And this is a great time of year. We're coming in towards towards the end of the year now to really think about this. So I'd, I'd definitely recommend spend some time, self-reflection. And the second thing is to know who you really are and who you're not. Because again, if we're basing who we are and our performances and getting it right, what about when we get it wrong? Are we still the same person? Say it's a fitness example. And you're trying to be super lean. And if you're a bit chubby, <laughs> are you still you? Chances are you pretty much are. And this phrase for me has added depth to my identity. It really has. And I suggest that you check out if you like to know more about identity or you, you sat there going, well, who am I beyond being a mother or a father or a boyfriend or a manager? You know, what am I all about? There's a really good audio book I'd suggest you check out called Who Are We by Gary Young. It's really good. And one of the main things he talks about is identity being fluid and changing. And I definitely agree with that. So although I've changed from being a teacher to now a businessman and I've changed the way I work out and various different things, the principles and the core of who I am are pretty consistent over the years, but they've also developed. A really, really good example of this was um, Mahandis, the Mahatma Gandhi, and he's known throughout the world universally over the past nearly 100 years, being an exceptional person. And one of the best things I remember reading about him is he said, someone said to him, yeah, but you used to say this. See, I was wrong. I changed my thinking. I developed my thinking over the last 20 years. That's a paraphrase, but he pretty much said that. He said, I've changed. My identity has changed and it's okay to do that. So what I'm trying to say is if you're just trying to be you, you can't really get that wrong. Now you might think, well, that, I used to do this and that was me and I'm doing that and that's me. Yeah, it's all you. It's all you. 
I used to be a skateboarder many, many years ago. I don't do that anymore, but it was who I was at the time. So that's the second one, knowing who you really are beyond performances, beyond trying to get it right. When you're just with your mates, being yourself, you can't really get that wrong, can you? You know, that's a lovely thought that. And just in a quick aside on that, just think about spending time with your family. You know, as long as you don't hurt each other, you can't really get that wrong if you amongst your loved ones. And digging into that and spending time in those areas, the areas where you can't get it wrong, there's a kind of side question. Where can you not get it wrong in your life? That's a really good one, isn't it? I can think of at least five answers. <laughs> Third one is in relation to business and specifically for those of you who are in leadership positions. Wow, this is a big one. People say to me all the time, how do we get people to take accountability and own their results. Well, I'd suggest that you try and set up your management, your leaders, your people beyond getting things right and wrong. I'll give you an example. I was training some teachers recently and this teacher was talking to me about, you know, children taking tests as opposed to loving coming to school. He was suggesting that we should try and get children to love to come to school rather than pass tests because one of them is just kind of passing a test. That's a performance thing. You know, but if you get a child to love to come to school, they're going to probably perform better on the test as well, aren't they? You can't really get that wrong because they're more self-motivated. And so what I'd say is in relation to people, here's different ways to do that. If you're thinking, what do you mean to get beyond getting it right or wrong? Well, we want people to get things right, definitely. But we want them to get it right more than just a few times. Like we said, we want them to get it right so you just can't get that wrong. Well, the first way you could do that is making sure they've got mentors, people, real life examples, walking humans so they can go, oh, they're great with their processes. I need to go speak to Dave or Mohammed or Sarah, they know what they're doing. So having those mentors. The second thing is praising the effort rather than results. That's a great one from Carol Dweck and the growth mindset stuff she's done. Don't praise people's results. Because what you're basically saying is when you don't get the result, I don't like you. <laughs> it's so true though. It's so true. Praising the effort and being as specific as possible. So for example, I love the way that you worked on this in this quarter for these reasons. We didn't get these results. However, your tenacity is really cool. How can we help you to develop that further in this quarter? What the person reads in between the lines, what you're really saying is I value you. I value your tenacity. I want to develop you and I, I want to continue with that, right? You can't really get that wrong if you're trying to in invest in these people. And another one that really helps with trying to grow people past just getting it right is if you inspire them. If you inspire someone, Let's go back to the idea of taking the baton and running it. You could inspire somebody for 20 years, 50 years, a lifetime. Well, I think the word inspire is to do with breathing spirit or breath, inspiratu, something like that. And it's about you put breath of life into them. There's nothing more powerful than that. You're telling me that somebody who's truly inspired isn't going to set things up right so they can't even get it wrong? It's another level, isn't it? It really is. Those of you who are parents, you don't want to just get it right occasionally. You want it so you can never get it wrong. You never want to get it wrong for your children. And so you set things up. It's a deeper level. It's another level of thinking this. But I just think it could be so helpful for you right now. If you're struggling with results and things going wrong that aren't your fault and yet that you are responsible for them, think back to that phrase. Let's not try and get it right in this coming year. Let's try and set it up so we can't get it wrong. How do we do that? Three different ways I suggested today. There's many. This is just to start you off. Focus on the process over the performance because processes can be repeated. Knowing who you are as a fluid thing, but also knowing that you can't really get that wrong as long as you're being true to yourself. And in business, in terms of leadership, growing those people, inspiring them, giving them opportunities, 
so that they know there's more to it than just getting it right. It's setting up long term so they can't get it wrong. That's another level of ownership. That's another level of responsibility and integrity there. So I don't know about you, but these podcasts always fly by. And hopefully that's been helpful for you today in something pretty deep. But just take that and just sit on it for maybe two weeks. Take an area in your life, your business, your relationship, your fitness. Next year, maybe. Think, all right, how can I set that up so I can't get it wrong? And your brain's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it'll start to give you some answers. And they might surprise you. So as you go back into your day today, as always, there's two really important things I want you to know. That your best learning and development that can take you to the next level often does happen outside of the classroom. And that today, right now, somebody loves you just as you are. See you soon.